Hi, welcome back to Make Do. I'm Julia Scott. And I'm Tiff Armin. Uh, we figured we were going to talk. About, actually, I'm kind of curious. Have you let go of anything in the two weeks since we talked last? Have you given up uh, on anything? You, my life. I, <laughs> 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 no, um, I have given up on brush pens, which I think I've, I've given that up before, but they keep showing up in art snacks and stuff. So I keep putting them aside. I'm not trying. Again. And they're so alluring. They are so alluring, but I can't. I can't do it. It's just, it's just not, not in the cards for me. Um, I have given up on jewelry making that I sent away. It's all gone. Mm-hmm. It's out of the house. It's off to other people who make jewelry. And yeah, so that's basically it. I'm about to give up on like knitting stuff. I'm, I'm about to give up on that. Sorry, Julia. I no, hey, more I, for me. I know, right? Like I like crocheting and stuff, but again, it's just, I, I think it's, it's time. Um, I've moved the drawer, like I've opened it and left it open and I look at it sometimes. So it's, it's on the way out. I have not given up on anything. I'm, I'm bad at being a quitter (laughs) right now, I think. (laughs) Um, but I have been like looking over my stuff and, and, you know, trying to be honest with myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, I still need to get stuff, get rid of that box of the organizing episode stuff. So, (laughs) but I haven't taken anything out of it. So that is that is my point of pride. At least we're honest. You know, we're not coming back to the show and being like, oh, I got rid of all this stuff and I cleaned out this and I did this. It's like here and there. Yeah, a little bit. But mostly no. Most mostly. Yeah, we we lead by what not to do example. (laughs) Yeah, but we're realistic. So we're charming. Yeah. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And, and in that vein, we want to uh, be influencers. Uh, no, we're going to talk about setting up a studio space, uh, which is both something that we've been asked to talk about and that we've had on our conversation list for a while. Mm-hmm. And I figure we can talk both about like a, a separate space, either in the sense of like you have a room or like you do to like a, an actual space that's on like several doors and outside in between, uh, or if you have just like a corner of your home. Right. Which is kind of a good way to follow up after like giving up on things and cleaning up. Then you're ready to set up a space for the stuff that you do want to keep. Yeah, exactly. Because I think that's regardless of if you have like a whole room or even a, a rented space, or if you have, you know, a corner of a room that you maybe even have to get completely out of the way once you're done. I think my main thought is that you have to be realistic about how much space you need because it could be less it could be more than you think uh what the things you actually need out are like we were saying i think in the organization episode maybe it isn't the pretty pretty cups of pens maybe it is the stuff that isn't going to be instagrammable uh and also like the balance between having stuff out and needing a neat home either for yourself or because you share the space with someone Mm -hmm. so i was wondering because because you have very literally like moved making from home home to mostly your studio and I think more and more it sounds like you've been moving both the smelly stuff and the messy stuff and other things to the studio where you paint we should say in case anyone doesn't remember uh what like what did you think about going into setting up the studio space um, I thought about first because it was oil paints, right? That's a very specific mm-hmm. thing that it's tricky to have at home and not ruin all of your sinks and not ruin your floor and have wet paintings out that take forever to dry. Uh, so that was the catalyst for getting that space. And at first it was, that was the only thing there was oil paints. And I've 
gradually started moving everything over there. I have colored pencils over there now. I have uh, drawing books over there. Not everything. I still have way too much stuff in my actual home kind of tucked into a corner <laughs> because it's like, a oh, what if I'm home and I want to do something while I'm home? That's happened like twice. So I really should just go all in and move everything over there besides maybe my fountain pens and keep that like desk zone at home. And I think what I wanted to go into that as is like a place to just have everything out. So if I'm in the middle of a project, I can leave my project out. I don't have to pack it away where I found that that's what I had to do every time I did something at home. It was always in someone else's way. And Mm -hmm. even your own way sometimes. Yeah, even my own way. Exactly. And it was like it needed its own space. So I just I could dip in and out of what I was doing and not feel like I have to sit here and finish this whole project when I don't feel like it. Because I don't know about you, but it's the whole creative mindset that really drives us. And it doesn't matter how much time you have available to make stuff. Sometimes you just don't feel like making stuff or sometimes you really, really do. Right. And so, or you're really busy and you just want to like make something really quick and then you have to go do something else. And the luxury of having a space to, kind of absorb all of your whims is really amazing. And like you said, you can find that space anywhere as long as it's like an untouchable, your space in the physical world, as well as like your mental space. So when you get in there, this is what being here means. It, it means creating or making something regardless of whatever you're creating and making. Um, I do want to bring up that a friend of mine, well, I shouldn't say a friend, she's kind of my cousin, uh, <laughs> my cousin, <laughs> She has a room and she calls it um, worlds. So she has like bead world in one corner. She has painting world in another corner. Like she has all of these little. I just world got a shudder of pleasure down my back. Oh, it's amazing. It's a, she's, she took me on a tour. It's absolutely incredible because she is a lot like me. Imagine being in the same family where we kind of just impulsively are bouncing around and making all different things all the time. And it is really kind of cool to see how she set that all up because she might like make half of a bracelet or make one bracelet and then she'll go and paint a fence, you know, like it or a painting of a fence. Uh, so <laughs> I like the idea of just like, I have a fence in my room. It's fine. <laughs> I'm just Huck Finn it over here. <laughs> but anyway, so it's really kind of cool that she set that up because that's how she knows she works. And mm-hmm. I think that that's the best thing that someone can do is, is set something up how they know they work because I know you have a home studio also and you are creating something that's very different from what I'm creating it, it, talk about messy I mean clay needs its whole it, it needs its own room yeah very much so and for for very many different reasons like part of it is just like it's it's messy like you uh you just, you make messes everywhere like you're gonna you know spill things water and clay droplets uh, and you know, it, you need, you need some space and it's not something that you necessarily can do like on a kitchen table in the sense that you can do it for 15 minutes and then get it away. Uh, you have to clean pretty well, but also kind of in the same vein as with your oil paints, there's also a certain level of toxicity there. Mm-hmm. So like you, the, and I think I've mentioned this before, just like the, the particles of clay in the air is not something that you want to have 
around all the time, especially if you can't get it super clean every time. Uh, and then, you know, the the glazing and everything like there is even before you start getting into the kiln and everything, it's just like there's a level of the, the mess can also be problematic. It doesn't smell the same way oil paints does, but it has the same sort of kind of, uh, you know, pesting up a space that you maybe want to be able to shut off because because I have, you know, other crafts, a lot of my, my making is kind of contained, like knitting, I mean, can definitely make a mess, but in and of itself is not messy. But then when you do stuff like, you know, either water paints, gouache, oil paints, or like making tons of stuff is where you don't, you can't leave it out out because, I mean, I have pets or just like even like a breeze will blow it onto the floor and mm-hmm. then you have papers and gouache everywhere. And that's that's one part of it where you can't leave it out because it's in the way. And then the other part is just like this needs to have its own space and its own door. Like I put on special shoes to go in there, not to like protect my toes or anything. It's just like so that I don't track uh, that stuff back into the rest of the house with my socks or bare feet. And I'm guessing that there are times, depending on what kind of project you're working on, you have, you know, like your studio shirt or like that kind of thing where you're just like this is I don't want to then because I (laughs) this is kind of funny oh I've gotten oil paint all over my car so (laughs) it's a thing (laughs) my my best uh the best way you can tell that I've been in the studio is that there will be the like this weird blob of uh white on tables in a certain spot because I will get clay all the way up my lower arm (laughs) and I will wash it off and then miss like the spot right below my elbow on the back of my arm because I don't see it and then I lean my arm on the table to like work or grab a cup, cup of tea so like there's that as well to have a space where you can maybe also leave your apron or your clothes so that you then don't accidentally lean up against something mm-hmm. it's also because I think for both of us having a space not just where you can have the the project itself out without having to take it away, but also having the tools accessible. Even if they're, you know, stored or put away in shelves, it's like you don't have to, because in most homes, you're going to have to put them, you know, away in something, behind something, like inside some kind of storage. Mm-hmm. And and if you have them like all on the same shelf in one room, where which is where you paint, that is this amazing, like, much less of a process before you get to do the thing, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, it is any way that you can decrease the barrier of getting it all ready to do makes it much easier to start a project because everything is just right there or it's more accessible or you don't have to, like, go into your crawl space and and pull out the bin and, and then set everything up because the mental energy it takes to be like, okay, I want to do this thing. Now I have to also spend all the time to set it all up. And then I have to spend all the time to break it all down. That is like an extra half hour to an hour of work, depending on what you are doing. It doesn't maybe seem like that much time, but you do it a few times and then you realize, wow, I really only got to do my activity for like an hour when I had two hours available to me that eats into so much time. It's like commuting to a job, right? Like you <laughs> have to pull everything out, set it all up, get the wa- get the paper towel, like ev- whatever you're doing. It's it's just a big hassle. And any way that you can set up a space for yourself that eliminates 
most of that hassle, of course, you're still going to clean up after yourself. Of of course, you still need places to store things, but it's a different level. It's a different, uh, commitment to having things out. Like you said, not in the beautiful Instagram way of like, Oh, look into my house and you can't see anything that I actually do. Uh, you know, all it is, is my furniture, which is a beautiful way to live. If you are super into that, you know, like if that's your hobby is, your home. So I don't want to you just make sure there's the one corner of the yeah. studio. That looks well, that I way. don't I don't want to make anyone feel bad for like wanting to put everything away because I know that there are totally that those people out there. But there are also the people who put things away because they feel like they have to. And what I'm trying to talk to are those people who you don't have <laughs> to put everything away, you can find a space for what you want to do and have that be your creative space. And it's okay. Because I don't know, I find it kind of great when you go through someone's house, I like, you know, a the clean house let's not be pigs but like it is really cool to see people's personality already kind of in their home like what they do and what they like and I that think it's lived in by a yeah, real person right and I like I like the idea of being like oh wow you paint or wow you are a knitter uh, like I see your stuff is there uh, it's not mm-hmm. hidden away it's you're not shy about who you are and what you find joy in and what you do. You know, if there's a pile of pencils over on the corner of the table, like in a pencil cup and you have like an area of where you draw, like that's, that's neat. Like I, I love that. I think that that's really cool. And I think that people, um, often get shied away from having that kind of stuff out. And I think that you should really embrace it if it's there. Um, I think, I think it just, it struck me that you could think of it kind of as, uh, as if your whole house is your kitchen, you know, like there are certain, uh, for instance, like kitchen machines or certain tools mm-hmm. that are things that you would do way more often, except that you have to keep them stored. And like, you know, the back of the top cabinet, because that's the only way you store it or because you figure you don't use it that much. Yeah. If you're a baker, you keep your mixer on the ta- on the counter, like because you just have to. Yeah. And like if, if certain ingredients are always hidden behind other things, that's where you suddenly discover like I have eight packs of uh, expired special mustard or whatever. Like if you think about it, what tools do I want out to both encourage me to use them and to make it easy? Because I know people who do, you know, who, if you have a small kitchen, sometimes you do have to get things, you know, out and then away every time. And it's super frustrating because you're like, I love making fresh pasta. I have no counter space. Where it's just like, what is what is the thing that I actually do like to do? And Yes, it can be difficult to make that realistic, but I also know people who will, you know, put in one of those little like butcher block rolly island things yeah. in a kitchen that really is too small for it, but that's because that's what they need. I wanted to get a little practical though. I think we can both answer about this. What was there anything that you bought like you needed more stuff or something new that you could finally buy or set up when you actually had like a, a studio space? Uh definitely an easel. Uh, and easels very it takes up a lot of space and actually uh, I have to upgrade my easel it is definitely I, I got kind of a starter one and it's a little rickety and I need to commit to buying something a little bit more sturdy more a-framey um, I, I don't know quite what I'm supposed to be buying or what I need I've been doing slowly research about that but definitely need a new one uh, I'm glad I started with a easy one first you know a less commitment one and and now moving up also storage for things that are drying or things that have been done. That was a big thing. You know, like where do you put paintings? Uh, where do you put, you know, big giant 
20 by, you know, 36 sheets of paper, you know, like where does all of that stuff go? What do you do with them? I have them in a like Ikea storage drawer, you know, like I have a, one of those and that they just, they all fit in there, which is really great. And it's just another, it's like pieces of furniture, you know, a drafting table that can raise and lower and tilt. I mean, not automatically, I have to use the little pegs, but still it's, it's one of those very specific things that are super useful in a studio space, you know, of course, again, asterisk, depending on what you're making. So just pretend like I'm talking about all crafts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and it is, uh, it's one of those things that like, where would you put that in your home if you didn't have the space for it, or you would have to clear out a space for this type of thing. Um, and then that's again, the commitment to what you're doing. So I guess if I were doing this in my home, I would have changed over my computer setup to be my, you know, painting crafting area. And I would downsize my computer into a laptop and, do recordings from, you know, a spare bedroom or something because I paint more than I record podcasts or at least mentally I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and also you can you can record podcasts with a smaller desk. Yes, like, of course. Because for instance, I, we, I realized that um, I recently sort of shifted art because we have a room that's basically like it's a library there are shelves of books and there was a, an armchair in there and like a small table and for a while I was working in there and then I uh, slowly have just like been making it over into partly a sewing space because mm-hmm. I realized it was nice to have like a sewing machine available so that I could leave stuff out and then um my husband wanted to move the armchair into the living room for a while and I was like well actually that's great because I can keep I can keep um keep our ironing board in there instead of in the laundry room so that I can iron stuff while I'm working. And it's not a room that I'm like stealing an important function away from both of us. It's just like, hey, I can keep stuff out here mm-hmm. because I'm already, I'm, you know, I'm working on about getting better about this, but I, it's already quite, quite a threshold for me to actually iron things as I'm sewing. It does not come naturally to me. It's not like, it's not in Good my nature. ironing is, is part of good sewing. It's a very important part. <laughs> but if, if you know, if I only have a short while to work on something or if I'm working on something simple, if I would have to either run up and down to the laundry room or like go and get the ironing board. Oh, yeah, that's and hard. It up, it's, it's and the whole tricky. thing, like, whereas if it's right there, I'm so much more likely to go and like, I have to fix this one seam or like, wait, this is, you know, and that kind of thing to be like, yeah, sure. It's not as pretty if you if you look in there. Again, very much not Instagrammable as opposed to, oh, here's this beautiful like armchair and there's a cat on it and there's a plant behind it in the window. And now it's like, oh, okay, there's there's sewing stuff in here. But kind of like what you were saying, I would rather both be a sewer and maybe be someone where people are like, oh, you make stuff in here. This is somebody lives here. Mm-hmm. Maybe part of me wants people to think that I am this very neat, very aesthetic person but they're going to be disappointed about like 15 minutes later. So they might as well know right away. (laughs) I do want to say that a large part of my personal studio, just so people don't think I'm a terrible hypocrite, is like a little couch area with a cute coffee table and some plants all (laughs) over the place. Like I like having that getaway space because I don't know about you, but when you, when like 
you're in the thick of making something, especially something that you're pouring a lot of feelings into or that is taking a lot of time or you're stuck in like one position for a really long time. Sometimes you just need to step away, take a break, have somewhere else to sit that isn't on top of your project. And I think mm-hmm. that that is equally as important to set up a space uh, like a, a decompression space or a break area um, for yourself. And a lot of times if you are setting up a space in your home, your home can function as that, you know, you already have a spot where you could be like, okay, I'm walking away from the, the craft, from the art table, from, from this project that I'm working on and I'm going somewhere else and then I will come back. Uh, and I think that in a separate studio, you have to deliberately set that spot up because it's not available to you like it would be in your home. And I think that committing a corner of a space that seems like it should be functional only to a space that also is, oh, I can sit here and have a lunch, you know, for a second if I brought a sandwich with me or whatever, like, or just sit here and read a book because I can't stare at this painting anymore. Uh, I think that that's equally as important. I think that's true. Yeah. And like allow space for like, you know, maybe an electric kettle so you could have some tea. Yep. Uh, maybe have some like studio specific chocolate or something like so that <laughs> you so that you the same way as you make it easier to work also make it possible and, and nice to take a break. Because those breaks are important. If you're in a space where you can't sit anywhere besides your work chair, that is just it's unmanageable you will be uncomfortable you won't won't want to stay there very long you won't have the stamina it's just like any office has a break room i mean there are places where people just need to not be working and when you are in the thick of your creative pursuit it's mentally taxing it's working it's exhausting like you are doing it for pleasure and because you love it or you are this is just how you express yourself but everyone needs a break from anything that they're doing and setting up that break area is crucial yeah and if it is in your home i would say also don't feel bad about sometimes still needing to take up other parts of the home like if i'm either tracing or drafting patterns i still have to go into the living room and use the dining table because there i have a small sewing table in what is now sort of my sewing room yeah you don't become a prisoner of of the room or corner that you set up (laughs) is there anything because you've been there for about two years now right yep is there anything that's been like a wow this was a really awesome solution for something or like a surprising trick that you've discovered I've set up a little still life area for myself. So I set up like a um, a background scrim and a table and stuff that I put on it in order to paint or see the light. That has been really, really nice to have that kind of permanently set up where it's that sounds still life. so artisty. I, it I love does. It. it does so much, but it's just great because it's like I can just leave it. You know, and even if I set it up and I hadn't started yet, it's still there. Like no one has touched it. No one has moved it. No one is trying to like use the space for something. Having that permanently kind of there and having the luxury of taking however much time I want to take to either set it up or to paint it. Because sometimes with the still life, you set something up. You look at it, you look at it from this angle and you're like, something's not right. And then you bring something else in and then you take it away. And sometimes it even takes a really long time to set up the right thing that you want to be there. But even in that whole process, like I'll show up another day and look at it and be like, I don't like this anymore. And I'll take something out and I'll put something in. And it's that luxury of having 
no one touching this. You know, it's just going to <laughs> always be there and it'll always be at the right height that I want it and the right lighting that I want it. And it is absolutely wonderful. I never thought I would enjoy that, but that has proven to be a wonderful resource when it comes to having your own space that you know no one else is messing with. You don't come back and be like, somebody ate my pear. What the hell? <laughs> Can't leave food. <laughs> they get gross. Because <laughs> yeah. um, for me, what I've realized, it's two things. One is something that I think can be useful in a lot of studio spaces is that uh, most of the things that require electricity are plugged into a timer uh, so that I don't act, for instance, like I have a heater in there because it's mm -hmm. a really cold basement, but just in general so that I don't leave because with, for instance, the lights, I will notice that they're still on. But with other things, it would be really easy to turn on. Like, I mean, the wheel, it's probably not going to catch fire, but it's still better if it's not just like left on with the motor on but unengaged forever mm -hmm. and ever. And I think in a lot of studio spaces, if you have, you know, if you have lights, if you have, hopefully you remember to unplug your iron, but whatever it is, like having that kind of thing to set up, especially if it's somewhere where you might have to suddenly get up and leave because you were like, oh, you know, crap, I'm late for something. Uh, it's a small thing, but like, because I think also because spaces for making or studios, they're so kind of separate and different from quote unquote regular life that it's easy to forget the routine things there because you're so focused on the thing that you love to do mm -hmm. that you might not remember to also be safe <laughs> and that actually that is something that you should um the, the other safety things like make sure that it's you know ventilated maybe you have a co2 meter maybe you have a fire extinguisher even if you don't work with flammable things just like make sure that you know have band-aids even if you're not me and don't cut yourself on random things have the safety stuff in that area or in that room as well but my main thing was what I've discovered is you're going to have to spend or I think a lot of people are going to have to spend some time figuring out when it comes to tools and materials what things you can definitely just like consolidate into one storage space and that it's also okay to be very sort of molecular because for me if I have to go through a giant thing of all these different brushes to find the four that are the ones that I usually use to decorate it's going to be annoying so it's okay to have like three different things of brushes mm -hmm. or I have one storage thing of maybe the four or five tools that I use the most with a tiny wheel and then next to it I have more jumbled up things that I don't use as often, but I still want accessible, like that kind of thing. Like you don't have to adhere to either some sort of super logical common way of sorting things. And you don't have to adhere to what you might think is the best way that it's okay to be like, oh no, I have 18 different storage things that look like they hold the same two things, but they're different. And it's important to me to have them separated like that. And I think in the same way also accept that most likely your brain is not going to need maybe the same things that your eyes need. Like you're, mm -hmm. this is going to be logical. It's not going to be pretty and it might look annoying, but it is going to be the way that is more accessible to me. And also sometimes you have to accept that like, for instance, when I set up my studio, some things can't really be changed. Like where is the water? Uh, where are the outlets? Like you can, you know, get some extension cords, but there are certain limits. And also you don't want the power too close to the water, that kind of thing. In my case, like it's, it's a limited space. It's not huge. I have to share it with someone else's things. The 
different storage and stuff I got in there can't be too sensitive to water or dirt or dust. Uh, and that's, you know, also a thing like you can't have, for instance, with sewing, you don't want too rickety a table because sewing machines are heavy. And there can be a lot of things like that that you just have to accept. Most people are not going to be able to get the perfect setup, even if you're able to rent an outside space or maybe like build a little shed in your garden. Oh, I got another sh- shudder of pleasure just at the thought of a big shed. We have a <laughs> tiny garden. It, it wouldn't work. But you know what I mean? Like even if you do that, there are still going to be limitations and to very much like, you know, uh, accept the things you cannot change. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, the the ones that change the things you can change except what you cannot change and I don't be wise know. enough to know the difference. There we go. Uh, <laughs> Nailed to, it. You know, yeah, to, to not be super frustrated. Certain things are going to be annoying. That's just the way it is any space space that you are. But at the uh, same there- time, I do want to say that it there's nothing wrong with advocating for what you need for your art or craft because sometimes you can't paint in a dark room with like only fluorescent light. I'm sorry. It's just not really possible like to get what you want because you need light you need to see what you're doing uh i think that at the same like you said with a sewing table it really can't be rickety like you if you want the results to be great there are certain things that you know in your own craft what are the most important and to prioritize those when you are setting up a space to be like okay what i need the most is great light everything else secondary you know if mm-hmm. I, if i'm sewing what i need is a sturdy table um that is the first thing i need and so you get that first and then everything else is in order of priority after that so there's absolutely nothing wrong with saying like i know what i need and no one else can convince me of what i don't of what uh, that i might not need it because they're not the ones doing this work so it's like having the confidence to advocate for the the best possible version of what you want to create in getting the space that provides you with the most important thing and and maybe like we were saying in the beginning you kind of advocate against yourself as well like you have to be honest and maybe realize that maybe you're gonna have to have worse storage than you'd like because you really need a big drafting table yep maybe that's like it's not negotiable so you're gonna have to you know maybe keep stuff in a different room and it's gonna be annoying but it would be way worse to sacrifice the big table or spot for an easel or something because you need this other stuff and at the same time not letting dreams of the perfect studio space stop you from setting up anything at all. Because I know that there is definitely that pit of, if I'm going to be setting up a space, I want it to have all of these things that I need. And until I get these things, I'm not going to set up any space and I'm not going to make anything. I think that that is also a place that people get into. It's like thinking about the thing you want to make instead of actually just practicing and making it. And that is one thing. So pick the one like main thing that you need set up your space based on that and expand later on or, um, you know, get more of what you need after that. But I think that there is definitely the pitfall of, well, if I can't have the perfect space, if the only thing I have is like a corner in my home and it's too small and it's too dark, then I'm not going to do it at all. It's like, well, just pick something that works the best for now and set up that space and start using it. I think that that's also a big thing is like start using the space that you set up and and getting it done and and having that commitment to yourself first 
And then as you spend more time in it, then you can start thinking about branching out. Then you can start thinking about like needing more space, building something out, taking something else over. It's, it's a process and it doesn't it's a all need to space. be, yeah, it doesn't all need to be perfect the very first time you step in there and you're like, okay, now that I have this perfect space that I've built for myself or found for myself and, and, and put all the things in now I can create everything because let me tell you coming from someone who actually has a studio space outside of their home, it does not make you make things like having that <laughs> does not make you make things. It's still you who needs to make the things because I certainly don't go in there as much as I need to, to make things. And I wish I did. And no matter where the space is, it's about yourself making the stuff more than the space that you have. Yeah. The, having, having a decent space is, you know, it definitely makes some parts of it easier, like having the sewing machine out so that you can do a little bit of sewing makes it easier, but you still need to do the sewing. Yeah. But I, I, I very much agree that like it's a living space. Like even if you have a really amazing setup to begin with, maybe either like your tastes change or you find new tools that you like better uh, and you need completely different storage for them uh, or you need more storage or whatever. Like it's, it's a living. Or what you thought you needed and the way you did things totally changes. You know, you set something up and you're like, oh no, the light's coming in from this side in the afternoon. And I usually work in the afternoon and I thought I'd be working in the morning and that light blinds me and makes me sweat at my table. So I can't have this here. <laughs> and you had to move everything around. So yeah, exactly. Cause it doesn't mean even that you were wrong or bad at the beginning. It's just like things, things can change. You can mm -hmm. discover, you can, you know, see the super smart thing. Cause that's also something that I think is interesting, like where, where to find, you know, inspiration or ask for help because some things are things that I've like, you know, uh, borrowed, swiped from studios where I've taken classes or the studio space I rented. Some things I see other potters uh, or even other artists and makers in general. I'm like, oh, that's super smart. You can uh, hang a basket on the wall next to you so that you don't have to have it standing because you keep knocking it over or whatever it might be like. And uh, like it's it's very dangerous, I think, to go too much on Pinterest or Instagram. But I do really like seeing like, oh, hey, that's super smart. Uh, I think for me, it's kind of cheating because I can always take the things that I've made, like mugs and bowls that didn't come out right and just like plop more and more tools into them everywhere. <laughs> and then it's it seems like it's on purpose. But just like I, I think it's a lot of fun to just be like, hey, what what do I like? What do I want? What feels nice? And then suddenly like the wheel falls off your little table and you're like, all right, I'm just going to stick a block under here because I don't have time to fix it. And then that's your solution for two years. I'm yep, totally it not speaking from experience. <laughs> it doesn't have to be perfect and it doesn't have to be forever. Yeah. Did you go anywhere to look for like inspiration for not not like the aesthetics that too, maybe, but for like smart solutions or like, oh, hey, this little weird Ikea rolly table is a super great thing. Oh, yeah. I was all over Pinterest. I have like a <laughs> Pinterest board that's like called Art Studio of My Dreams and it's all ridiculous. But a lot of the painting storage is really appealing to me, like the built out painting storage or even um, building a kind of wall easel, almost like a way to hang paintings on the wall while you paint them. That was really kind of a cool idea to me. I haven't implemented any of that because I just don't have the volume yet to commit to building that much stuff into my studio space. So, but it is definitely a great resource to like look around at other people's stuff and see like what might work for me that I never thought of before. Yeah. I think also a lot of 
uh, either maybe the furniture that you already have in your house or certain vintage pieces are way more useful than you realize. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like certain kinds of, you know, like wall hung foldy tables are really great for small spaces. You might not think of that for an art space. Certain kinds of like, you know, the weird secretary rolly foldy desks can be amazing and you might not think to buy one of those for your home, but they're amazing to have for a small, you know, Mickey space in a corner. Those Ikea carts. Oh my gosh. Yeah, there. I just got one recently for the sewing stuff. Is there anything, like aside from the wall easel, is there anything that would be just like the dream to have in your studio? Curtains right now, uh, because <laughs> it gets warm in there when the sun is shining in. Uh, but that's me. I just need to get that going. <laughs> Maybe a live model every now and then. That would also be helpful. Uh, no, these are all insane things. Um, a thermostat, that would also be nice. <laughs> See, not every space is perfect. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, right now, no, I have it pretty set up. Um, I'm happy with the space. I just need time to get in there. uh what about you is there anything in your studio that you you would want to have okay the horrible answer is i would want fewer things because i have to share the space so i just want more room so that's you know that's me i'm like can i just throw out all of someone else's things would that be okay (laughs) i i mean i would love to have a big window i have a tiny window that's high up because again this is like a a half basement space Mm -hmm. i would love to have light um, but that's that's not really something that I can achieve in that space. Mm-hmm. But I think that's probably something to think about completely regardless of what you make. Like, can you be near a window? Not not just only, not just that like, oh, I need, you know, good lighting to paint and I can't have fluorescence. Just like, it's nice to have actual light light, I would think. You, would you ever get a studio space outside of the home? Have you looked? Have you thought about this? I have looked. Um, Is it something that's possible for you? It is possible for me. Uh, I think like right now I'm kind of just like it's so nice to be able to just like go down and do a little bit at a time to have an external studio space would mean, you know, a lot more room, both for storage of things that are in progress and things that are finished. I could possibly have a couple more wheels so that I could have like tiny little workshops with other people. Um, I could have, you know, the kiln separate so that I could work even when the kiln's running, that kind of thing. But I would need to make the decision to focus more of my time, like working time on pottery and make that decision to ramp up, which right now was a little risky for a number of reasons. But yeah, like I, again, I would also have to be like, okay, well I have to, depending on where it is, I would love to be able to find something around here. Here's a curveball for you. I've been thinking about moving my studio space back home. Ooh, <laughs> why? Uh, just because I can't get in there as much as I want to. And mm-hmm. my kid is getting older and needs our playroom less. So I'm kind of waiting for the time to be right to like move back into a room in our house that was actually built as an artist studio originally. Yeah, and I was going to say, is it the one with light. the skylight? Yeah, it has this beautiful, amazing light like all the time and really should be the art studio. Uh but right now we have a child who plays and has toys and, you know, wants to jump around and do things. So he has that space. But, um, yeah, so while you are thinking about maybe moving out, which I know you said you weren't, but it is. I mean, I, I, I think I think in dream, but mm-hmm. 
I'm thinking about moving back in. <laughs> <laughs> well, because then, then if you have that space, then it would, that would fulfill the reasons that you wanted an external studio, mm-hmm. which are, you know, like the the smell and not making messes and not being in the way of other people. But then you could go there and do the thing that I get to do, which is like sometimes just like taking half an hour and not having to go somewhere else. Yeah. So each side of it really has its its benefits and its drawbacks. I mean, um, definitely. Yeah. I sometimes do dream about like having uh, like either a, a bigger house with, with room for a not basement studio or having that like garden, not even shed like in my dream. It's a big, nice little building with isolation and stuff or insulation (laughs) but you know reality is is what it is i'm super super fortunate to have this space the one thing i'm afraid of which maybe you can answer for me is the idea of isolation like right now it's really nice to be able to get out and be somewhere else for a little while but at the same time sometimes it's like oh my pencils are like (laughs) all the way in town <laughs> and I'm here. Uh, so, but it's like, it's frightening to move something that you had outside of the house being like, Oh, this is a place where I could be out in the world and I could walk there when it's a nice day. And you know, I'll, I'm getting outside to then moving everything into your home. Um, you know, I podcast from home. I work from home. I have my kid home. I would then be moving my studio home. It's like, I go out to go take vacations and then that's it you know, otherwise I don't leave my house. So <laughs> that to me is a little, I don't know, self-isolating. But at the same time, if I'm not going into the studio as often because it's somewhere else, then that's a problem too. Yeah, like that. that is definitely something to, to think about, like either, you know, your phone telling you every day at noon, like, hey, dum-dum, go take a walk, which is something that I need to be better at. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you said, like, yes, it's nice if you get to see stuff on the way, but if that still only happens like every two weeks because there is a threshold to do the whole thing, then maybe it doesn't really matter if the way there is prettier. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also, in a way, it can mean that you have more time to do social stuff because like that's a couple of hours of commuting or whatever that you might get back in a week. Right. If if we're mm-hmm. trying to look at silver linings. I don't know. I I'll think let you know when I have to renew my lease. <laughs> <laughs> very few people will have the opportunity to have the perfect ideal magical setup Mm -hmm. if you if you listening or someone who does please tell us i don't think the perfect (laughs) setup exists really i think the perfect the perfect setup existed sometime in the like mid 1900s if you were a a wealthy uh you know white man with a wife who did all your stuff for you uh so that you could just like paint and then somebody would just like quietly set a tray of delicious food and a muffin (laughs) like I don't think it really exists in that way anymore I think like I think you know we base this discussion on the kind of things that I think people ask about because we can't really be like well you need like four cups of brushes and they should be these brushes and you should have this and this more like certain things to think about but if if you feel like we're not making a cake here (laughs) (laughs) but if you feel like there's something specific that you really want us to answer with the experience of having both like different kinds of studios and making space to to make things in and outside our homes feel free to I mean please let us know um, not, not that we're the authority, but just, you know, and also if you have great tips for, for us or for other listeners, that is, that is also great. 
Also, if uh, you want to share your space or a space that you recently set up or have been inspired to set up because of our show, you should definitely go and share that with us. You can go share it over at Twitter at Make Do Pod or on Instagram. Also, um, Make Do Pod. We would I don't know. I would be happy to share some studio pictures on our stories, right? Like on our definitely. Instagram stories or something. Um, I think that'd be really cool for everyone to see. I love everything you guys share with us. Even if it's somebody, I think somebody posted like, hey, I'm starting to make bread. And I was like, this is awesome. I love this. Oh, it's so, so good. Um, So uh, with all that, you can find our show notes at relay.fm slash make do and we're make do pod on Twitter. Like I said, and Instagram, you can use the hashtag make do pod to share anything with us. And individually, we are Tiffany Armen and Julia Scott, S-K-O-T-T. And we will be back in a fortnight. And until then, go make and do and make space for yourself. And we can't wait to see what you've done.